Season three, episode six of the On Track podcast. It's a messy day out there, Cam. How are you keeping people safe? Well, that's actually going to be our safety topic. Oh, today. okay. Well, I'll not jump ahead. We have here in the Spacious Podcast Studio A, Shira Patterson, the President and Chief Executive Officer of United Way of Eastern Maine. Hello. Thank Hi. you for having me. Welcome. And uh, so we were going to talk to you a little bit about United Way of Eastern Maine and Sergeant's involvement there. Yes. And I guess it's a good time for me to say that I always forget to say that my wife, Tristine, and I are the campaign chairs for 2022. Yes, and thank you so much for serving in that role. Well, she does more work than I do. You know that already. But <laughs> um, anyways, we're there, and uh, we thought it would be interesting because the company has had such a long and, uh, and great support of United Way of Eastern Maine that it would be good to have you on. So welcome. Thank you. So we, uh, we have, typically, we have bid results. We have the main topic, uh, which will be the United Way and Sergeant. We have a safety topic with Cam Hagar. We have shout-outs. We don't have a lot this week. We have the Price is Right, which this week is, is Herb, my grandfather's, Thue, double-aught shovel. So we got a lot of winners. Some people did some homework on that. Uh, not much to report on the bid result front. In terms of bringing work on this week, uh, we have had a busy, busy month and took on some work, so we're, we're glad to have that. So we're going to jump right into the, the main topic here with Shira. And Cam, if you can behave over there on the side, that'd be great. I will do my best. Okay. And I just wonder, I mean, I know a lot of what United Way does, but I wonder if you could explain to the people that work here for us, for Sergeant, what United Way does and how many people it touches. I would love to. So United Way of Eastern Maine has been around almost 85 years. Um, We were founded in 1937. So this fall, we're going to celebrate 85 years. And we've probably partnered with Sargent for that whole time, I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, Probably records don't go back that far. No, they certainly don't. Um, Maybe somewhere in the archives, we can find them that go that back that far. But I mean, I think the history and the connection and the generosity of the sergeant employees has been awesome. Um, And they allow us to help over 109,000 people last year, which is not a small number of people. That's a a huge number of people. I mean, given the state has 1.2 million in total. And so United Way of Eastern Maine serves Hancock, Penobscot, Piscataquis, Washington, and Waldo counties, and now Somerset as well. So we've we've grown quite a bit. So. There's a lot of need. It's a lot of coverage. Yes. And um, so we focus on three main issue areas, basic needs, early childhood development, and substance use disorder. Um, We went out in the community. We talked to people. We did surveys. We did focus groups. We did research to really identify what are the biggest issues facing people in eastern Maine. And loud and clear, every business leader I talked to, every donor I talked to, um, every person that we interacted with, really highlighted these issues, specifically basic needs. 
I mean, that's what people think of us for, that safety yeah. net. Yeah, yeah. But the substance use disorder is a, is a big, big thing here it, in, in our state. It is. And it's, you know, we're seeing more of it every day. Um, you know, last year, just the numbers were staggering. And we're all, we're all hearing on the news every day about how this is an issue and how the overdose deaths are increasing. And so we want to do everything we can to help prevent, um, prevent these yeah. issues. Because they don't only impact the person that's you using substances it's it's their families it's their it's, children yeah there's there's a lot of collateral damage to it so i know cam you said just before we started recording that this is the, your first year that you gave to united way correct so the question i've got for you from cam is you didn't ask me this is where does that money go what happens to it how does it get decided where it goes well i'd love to tell you cam and any of your donors listening i can't um, wait to hear <laughs> So um, what we do is we, we look at, under those issue areas, we have a competitive grant process that nonprofits can apply to. And we're actually just about to um, launch the review. We've received all the applications and um, we're launching the review. And um, we often, we have community volunteers that help with this process to decide where the money goes. So they review the information. They look at which programs are going to make the most impact on these three issues. How can we make this money go as far as it can to not only meet the immediate needs that people are facing right now, but kind of the long-term results? How is this going to change people's lives over time? And um, so that's one place the money goes. It also supports things like 211 Maine, which is an information and referral number that anyone can call. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're going to get a person on the phone that can help you if you're looking for fuel assistance, if you need help with housing, if maybe you're caring for um, your aging parents and you need resources for them. And so anybody can use this number and it's a great way to get connected. And also things like volunteerism. You know, we help mobilize volunteers throughout the community. We mobilized over 4,500 volunteers last year um, to do everything from working at... Um, of, you know, food pantries to, um, you know, painting to anything, um, planting flowers, anything that nonprofits need that really. Um, so that's a lot of volunteers for the size staff that you have. Yes. To, to, you know, to go out and find those volunteers and then manage where they go, where they spend their time, manage the needs versus the capacity you have to meet those needs. It is. And, you know, we really rely on partnerships with other nonprofits. I mean, we work with, I would venture, I guess, to say hundreds of nonprofits in different ways every year. Um, but we have about 30 organizations that we partner with on a regular basis to really look at what are their volunteer needs? How can we help meet those? Um, and how can we help those organizations with their own capacity to manage volunteers and utilize volunteers? So that's a whole big arm of what we do that a lot of people just you call for a volunteer opportunity, you get matched up and that's all you think about, you know, but there's a lot behind that. So we didn't talk about this before, but you had a video of a young boy that was nine years old, maybe I think mm -hmm. that had decided he was going to do his part in the, in the, uh, you know, in the world. Yes. Dorian. He yeah. was, um, last year he was our volunteer of the year. He lives in Brewer and, um, he volunteers at a number of places. And what we featured was his work with Christine B foundation, which, um, supports, folks that are dealing with cancer treatment and really helps to get them nutritious food that they need um, that are tailored to their diagnosis. And, and there's a nine-year-old boy making a difference yeah, in the world. He is just so great. It's pretty cool. Yes. We are lucky to have kids like Dorian in our community. 
you don't see that, you know, too often. So it's, it's really nice to hear stories like that and, you know, especially have videos and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get it out more, right? right? More and more and trying to get those stories out because United Way does an awful lot. Um, and as you as you alluded to, we've we've supported the United Way. My grandfather did, and I don't know how far back he went. I know that when I started uh, in business in 1992, he invited me to a United Way meeting, and uh, at at the at the time, I guess still, if you give a thousand dollars a year, you're you're called you're in the leader circle, and he really uh, put the elbow on me to get in the leader circle up front, you know. Because we share a name, <laughs> right? And, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'd read his name in Police Beat and the Bangor Daily News enough times. He wanted to see it in a, in a nice place <laughs> for a change. Well, we are so grateful to the Leader Circle, and you know, every donor um, makes a difference. And I think that's the beauty of United Way. A lot of people don't um, necessarily get asked. And with United Way, all we want to do is get the information out that people need to make a decision, and we want to make it easy for them to give um, to any organization that they care about and that they want to see supported. Yeah, it's and it's you. We make it kind of easy for people to help. You know, here here at the company, Allison uh, Allison Doherty goes out and and runs the campaign and and does a great job. And I know the crew is all out there. Finally, glad to see somebody else besides some gruff superintendent come tell them what to do. But uh, she's extremely well received. She uh, she does a great job with the campaign, and and she manages it back here. So it's it's all a weekly payroll deduction of maybe three dollars, maybe five dollars, maybe twenty dollars. Uh, if it's twenty dollars, you a week, you're in the leader circle, right? There's a thousand dollars, right? And, you know, I wanted to let all your employees know that Sargent by far is one of our top campaigns in terms of participation. Percentage of people that, yeah. That give. And, um, you know, it just really is such a great part of your culture. And you should all know that you're making such a big difference with those contributions. One of the things that for me really makes it worthwhile is our folks, so many of them are traveling during the week and it's in working long days. If they're not traveling, it's difficult for them to get involved in their community in, in a way that it's just not that easy, but in this way they can be involved. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, you can direct where your contribution goes. Like if you have a a favorite uh, agency that you folks support, you can direct it to that. Yes, you can actually direct your funds to any nonprofit agency as long as they are a 501c3. They don't even have to be in Maine. Maybe you support a national organization, but you want to support through your local United Way. That's almost, it's a twofer, right? You get to support two organizations that are doing great work. So um, we invite people. We just want people to give. So, that, so yeah. that's a good point for the people that we have that live in New Hampshire uh, and, and not in eastern Maine, but they live in New Hampshire or Virginia I think we've got a couple people living in North Carolina uh, that that if they wanted to do this, they could direct it to an agency of their choice. Yes. In that, in those States. Yes, they certainly can. Interesting. Yeah. You guys make a lot of stuff happen. We really do. And we, um, and we love to do it. That's the beauty of it, you know? And I think we, we just try, we've implemented a lot of changes in technology to try to make it really easy for donors as well. So um, maybe some of your listeners, um, have 
fam- people in their house that work other places that might not have a United Way campaign. They can let them know we'd be happy to come and talk with them. Yeah. And uh, just really, you know, grow the, the you network. You mean talk with the companies that right. they work for. Yeah. Yes. Because that is a big piece of, of, you know, the campaign that we're undertaking this year is to try to get more workplaces have a campaign to support. I mean, the need is is well beyond what the, you know, what you're able to take care of. It really is. I mean, if we keep, we can, we can do so much with what we raise now, but we know the need is great. I mean, the last time we did the grant review, we had over $3 million in requests and we're able to give out, you know, about half of, not even half of that based on what we're currently raising. And so I think, you know, we just are always motivated to try to raise as much as we can to, um, to help those people that need it. So that's a lot of tough decisions you have to make when it comes time to, to fund those grants. It is. Luckily, we have all those volunteers that do it for us. Yeah. But it is. It's not easy because you want to be able to support everything. And, um, you know, it's. I think we're all in a position right now these days where there are, the need is so great. And so we just really need to um, do whatever we can to meet that. And I, I think um, I don't envy the volunteers. They just went through their training and they're going to start reviewing applications. But it's also fun. They learn a lot about organizations in our community and so I'd encourage folks the next time the um, review process is happening to get involved. Yeah. So um, we've been fortunate. Our, our employees have been fortunate at the uh, United Way level because I think we've we've had like four employees win cars. Yes. So that's one of the one of the gifts, or has been in the past. Is it again this year? It, this year, there's not a vehicle, but that's mainly because of supply chain. Is issues. it like a rocket ship or something? <laughs> I, that would be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, no, this year we've got uh, uh, Northern Out um, New England Outdoor Center experience for a weekend, uh, which is people are really thrilled about that. An LL Bean gift card. That's up in Millinocket. Yes. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. That's a beautiful spot up there too. It really the is. The New England Outdoor Center. They, they've got a great hotel up there and, and restaurant, and it's right on the side of the lake, and you can see Katahdin across the lake. Uh, the jobs that we've had up in Millinocket a couple of times, we've had uh, project dinners at that place, and it's really, really spectacular. Neat. That sounds fun. Can so, we come to some of those dinners? <laughs> yeah, right. Depends on how many hours you work beforehand. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> so... Um, what do you got to say to the the employees at Sargent? This is what we usually do. We have guests on. We say, okay, you got a, you got the microphone of the company. All right. Well, I would love to say thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in our communities. Um, we see you out there working hard. And the fact that I have the pleasure of knowing how much you're contributing to your community, it's really, really heartwarming. And I'm very proud to partner with Sargent. Um, I just recently watched the the video you had posted on um, Build a Life with Us, yeah. I believe. And I just, I got goosebumps. I was so proud because I know that it's genuine. I know that you're hardworking people, that you care about your communities, you care about your families. And um, I just, I'm so grateful for everything you do to support United Way and all the other organizations that you support. Well, thank you. I thank you on behalf of all our employees. Employee owners, I should say, right? Straighten me out, Cam. Don't don't be bashful. I'm trying not to talk too much, Herb. I don't want you to come down hard on me. <laughs> it does happen, Shira. I don't want to put you to sleep. Okay. Put me to sleep? Yeah. You know, 
safety stuff. All right. Well, so thank you, Shara, so much for being on with us. Let's get get rid of the dispatch of this craziness. Thank you for being on with us. Sorry I had to witness this. Oh, no. You're welcome to hang in the room with us till we finish. It's going to be another 15 minutes or so. I'd love to. I, I want to hear about the safety stuff. Okay. It's nothing special, but And the shout-outs. It's important. So let's let's go. So, Cam, you have the microphone. Well, thank you, Herb. I appreciate it. Um, so you asked earlier how you know how I'm keeping our, us safe today, and it, it's really not me. It's all of, as I say all the time, it's our employee owners in the field. And what I wanted to just talk about today is, is snow plowing, shoveling, and driving in inclement weather, right? We've had a couple big storms over the past, I think, week. So we've had quite a bit of snow. I know our plow crews are going, they're out there like crazy right now, shoveling, um, plowing, and we also have quite a few jobs going on right now as well. So, you know, whenever for anyone out there plowing, shoveling, driving in inclement weather out to the jobs, driving home from the jobs on a Friday, be sure that we have proper situa- situational awareness. While Very important. While we're plowing, making sure you know, you know, where your surroundings are when you're doing parking lots, driveways, facilities, things like that, um, so we can avoid any incidents, et cetera. Um, Make sure we're using our mirrors and cameras on equipment and trucks. Make sure you take breaks as needed as well. I know these plow crews are, are, you know, out there for extended periods of time. And, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of Red Bulls and plenty of coffees going (laughs) on. But it's just important to take breaks because I know they're out there for very, very long hours. And they're on the road plowing. And, we, you know, we just we want to avoid getting tired and staying behind the wheel, plowing, parking lots, etc. Also, make sure we have proper shoveling techniques. Um, you know, you don't want to throw out your back when you're shoveling wet, heavy snow. Um, also, make sure we just use caution when we're driving down 95, driving on any roads in inclement weather. Um, Conditions can change without notice. Yes, exactly. And, you you know, abide by those Temporary speed limit signs, right? That say 45. I yeah. know people are probably shaking their heads right now. Kim, what are you talking about? I'm just going to send it. But it, it, they are important and because you never know when conditions are going to change. And if you're going too fast, you could you know, go off the road, etc. And to help prevent slips, trips, and falls, make sure we're using sand and salt wherever we can on our walkways, on our projects, etc. So that's my safety topic for today. And I appreciate that. It is really important. I mean, the, the right shoveling techniques can um, sometimes you get in a little bit of a hurry. One of the guys that I've I've watched shovel a lot, uh, and a lot of people in the company have watched him shovel a lot, is Skip Gordon. And Skip is one of those guys that he gets more done than anybody I can imagine. But when you watch him, he's just working along. He's just working along. He's not trying to outdo anybody, but in the long run, he does. Slow and steady He's a marathoner, wins. not a sprinter. I was going to say, slow and steady wins the race. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Cam. Thank you. Got some shout-outs. Yes, we do. You want to start us off? I do. So I actually have a shout-out, um, and it goes to all of our foremen and fabrication shop, maintenance shop employees um, for, one, attending the training on our new Nixon safety software and just – everyone's all of their efforts between all the shops and the foreman with what, what they're doing with Nixon, they are exceeding and going above and beyond with doing their JHAs and doing observations. And I just, and whenever you implement something new, it, 
you know, you, you it's expect, kind of dry. It's dry. You ex, it's safety. You expect you know speed bumps, but every all these employee owners are killing it right now. And I just I want to say thank you um, for everyone's efforts with Nixon. And we're just going to continue to plug away and improve the system and make it as best as we can for our employees in the field. Very good. You want to read this one? Yeah, I can read this Please one. Please do. I've so, got a few. All right. So our next shout out is from Joe Frazier, and he says, shout out to Steve Randall. He never leaves the site without checking with my crew if I'm still finishing up to make sure we are all set. It means a lot when he's making sure no one is left out on site finishing up alone or needing another hand. That's a great shout out. And we've gotten a few of those around the company in the last few months. It really, it it's really heartening to know that that our folks are, are there to, to make sure, uh, you know, nobody's left behind working on something by themselves. It, it, it ties into our culture. It's and a very big cultural thing. Yeah. We, we care and it shows. And, and kind of collateral to that is, is the belief that we're going to leave things better than we found them. Exactly. That's kind of the, that's the feeling I get from that. So I got a shout out from Kevin Gordon uh, for some of the foremen and, and junior foremen that were helping to train last week uh, in some training we had here. Spencer Whitmore, Zach Sherry, Jackson Blaze, Madeline Harvey, and Adam Capaldo. So want to thank those guys for jumping in. And, you know, these some of these, most of these have only been in that role for uh, some less than a year. And they're jumping in there and, and showing the things that they've learned and, and sharing that information, sharing that knowledge. And it's a great thing that Kevin and Pete and Kendall have going over there with that training. So with that, we're going to give everybody a big applause. Here it is. And we're going to move on to John, Johnny Guitar Watson. Price is right. Okay, Price is Right this week. We carried it over for another week because for some reason the podcast unpublished after I published it. Yeah, we had like 100 downloads and then nothing. And when I went in to put on last week's podcast, it was unpublished. Interesting. Uh, me thinks there's a gremlin in the podcast booth. <laughs> so the, the item was the old shovel. Uh, that Herb had. That was out front of the office here when I was a kid. It was parked out there, and it had been restored. And, I mean, I only lived like two houses down here, and I used to climb on it and play on it, you know, and, and you know, pretend I'm loading trucks or whatever. But, of course, it wasn't moving. It wasn't running. But it was there the longest time. And then in 1991, he moved it into the Coal Transportation Museum, and I think he was the last person alive that could run it. That may be a stretch, but he actually drove the machine in and put it up so it's uh, like the crotch of the boom and the stick or either side of a beam in there, and it's like the perfect chance to tear down a building. But he did it, and uh, let's see, he was 85 years old when he did that. Wow. wow. Yep. So this is for that piece of equipment, and we did give a hint that, I think we did that uh, there is a place you could find this price and I had to go back and look just to make sure I had it right. So we have about 20 guesses here and they range all the way from $101 for 
for a 1920 through double lot shovel all the way up to $55,475.99. There is a, a good grouping, though. I mean, the, the next, if you narrow that down, just two numbers, uh, Dave Scott had $1,234.56, and then R.J. Russell, $6,666.66. So, you know, there's 5000 bucks between those. The fact of the matter is, if you know where to go to look, you can find that price. And what we told people, typically, Shira, this is a $50 gift card if you win this. And what we said, if they get it right on the money, we'll give them double. We'll give them 100 Nice. So I will say that, I, I, you know, I heard somebody talking about, you know, do we, we should have a, more of a boot allowance or we should have a clothing allowance or we should have this allowance or that. You can get on here every week and win $50. I mean, you're not going to win every week, but if you wanted, if you did, that'd be $2,600. There's a few, but we only get 20 guesses. So, you know, if you want an allowance, get on here and guess. So, Tina Bushard guessed $4,750. And she's the closest without going over. Congrats, Tina. Ben Watson was $5,345. However, Chris Lynch, Pete Perizzo, Ken Thurlow, Jeff Costello, and Kendall Bickford all guessed exactly, guessed exactly what it is. It's $5,000 even. Hmm. So those guys all win $100 gift certificate to the company store or a credit card or an Amazon card. Giving away 500 bucks this week. That's awesome. That's huge. I think it is. And it's, it's also amazing to me that this company got started uh, on a five thousand dollar purchase, this machine. When he bought that machine, it was ten years old, and it had been reconditioned at the factory. The choices for power were gasoline, steam, and electricity. There was no diesel option at that time, so it's a pretty pretty cool thing. I'm going to give these guys a hand for getting it. They did their homework and got right on the money. Two announcements. Get your guess in for The Price is Right. Why not? What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Not much. I guess I ought to tell what The Price is Right item is next week. I'm going to do double. What's a lifetime miles traveled for a Caterpillar 330? And what's the fuel burned in gallons? Do I need to clarify that any? No, I don't think so. Cat 330. What's the lifetime miles traveled, and what's the fuel burned in that lifetime? That lifetime is three thousand nine hundred ninety-six hours. By the way, so that's so get your get your prices right guesses in. So there's another there's a chance for a hundred dollars, and get your shoutouts in. Shira, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was and a I'm sorry that you had to put up with our BS. No. <laughs> It's not so bad. Come on. Well, we're, we're not <laughs> we're not going through it. She is. This is true. But no, it's 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 fun. Um, so we always say one sign off, two words. Zero accidents. Zero accidents. Zero accidents. Be safe. Mm-hmm.